Alright, this is What Are You Frightened For? And I'm Johnny Suck. The Milkman. <laughs> the Milkman. And I'm Louise Burns, and we are the back office. And so for the next few weeks, we'll be talking to you about what we saw at Fantasia, looking at different themes, particularly horror themes. And Exploring what people are, what is the source of anxiety and fear and interpretation uh, in this hot summer of 2018. The next film that we're going to talk about is a documentary and it is uh, not about technology um, and it is called Coiled uh, Angels, The Trial of Mike Diana. And so Mike Diana was a comic book artist in the early 90s, um, basically someone whose world was the zine world uh, pre-proliferation of the internet. So the way that people would actually see these is by the exchange at different underground comic places. It comes very much from the tradition of uh, DC comics, horror comics, and then evolving to uh, the R. Crumb kind of more sexual explicit explosion of the 60s and free love and hippiedom. And the counterculture, you know, taboo breaking, um, just the kind of anarchic uh, fun <laughs> of challenging people in terms of their, of what they consider to be offensive. And his content was explicitly that, was explicitly uh, pushing those buttons of, of uh, obscenity uh, without having any kind of uh, redemption, you know, like. One assignment was to do a family portrait and I drew the, our whole family nude. He grew up, no, he moved to Florida. And Florida had, you know, um, tons of shock TV, tons of crime TV, tons of crime. The line between news and kind of fiction is very thin in terms of the way that whole, uh, rise of, um, of reporting, sensationalized reporting. They had a serial killer going on at the time. And so he's sort of reflecting that through his comics and then the comic getting in the hands of the uh, establishment, if you like, um, had a very extreme reaction to it and equated basically the drawings with perversity. Um, they even arrested him at one point thinking he was a possible suspect as a serial killer, but then ultimately charged him with obscenity. After a five-day trial, Mike Diana was convicted of three counts of obscenity and spent four days in jail before sentencing. When, when you heard that, yeah, that he actually was found guilty, and um, I mean, it was scary. And from our perspective here in New York, um, you know, I think that, that uh, our attitude is, is like, well, it's Florida, you know? I mean, anything could happen. But even then, it's interesting that after being arrested as a suspect for being a serial killer, that tag stayed with them yeah. throughout the whole process. Yeah. So for the whole time he was being charged with obscenity, he's being introduced as, you know, Gainesville serial killer suspect Mike Diana, which is completely unfair and ridiculous, but then he's permanently tagged with that 
so obviously anyone who hears or sees his comics is already going to be, you know, predisposed to think this guy is nuts and dangerous. These were, this was all about lines on paper. Um, so it was uh, directed by Frank Henenlotter, who is the director of the classics Basket Case, Brain Damaged and Bad Biology. So um, lots of credit on the underground uh, film scene. Uh, so Mike Diana is not a, um, he's the opposite of the content of his He's just a weirdo who wants to draw comics. He's just a weirdo who wants to draw comics. And he doesn't even want to, uh, you know, uh, he doesn't even like, what's the word I want to say, bang the drum about his own cause. Like he's not uh, um, even articulating or fighting or, or for the injustices that actually happened to him. So it's interesting that these people did. And the other thing that was interesting is that his brother videoed a lot of it what went on. So they had tons of archival footage, which was um, amazing to the story, including the zealots who were picketing in, um, outside the courthouse for his cases. And they, they were, you know, calling him a pedophile and a serial killer and all this kind of like depraved, you know, psychopath. And praying for his soul. And praying for his soul. Whether he wanted it or not. And they managed to, many years later, go back and interview these people. So the, um, they didn't shy away from their perspective of being obviously in support of creative freedom um, and free speech, but the prosecutor and the, one of the people who agreed to be in the film, who was somebody who um, protested, were perspective came very genuine. So you could feel that the prosecutor actually believed that, you know, putting something on paper creatively or a creative act is tied into what you actually would do. Like, so in other words, if you draw something, then that means that it's a slippery slope and next thing you know, you're going to be killing cats in the backyard. And then after that, you're going to be, so, which is uh, the biggest kind of like um, divide in that film in terms of you either believe that that's ridiculous or you absolutely believe that's true and that came across really really well. Or the other side is saying all that happened is he took a pen to a piece of paper and made some marks. That's all that happened, that's all that's ever going to happen. And it's really interesting to see that there the, the moral outrage, the difference in who can take a joke and laugh at a stupid cartoon and who gets probably offended by it. You know, in the light of modern society and the moral outrage that, you know, that is so prevalent today. So our response is, what are you frightened for? <laughs> <laughs>